This is 105.9 The Region with your stories. The good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is good to hear. It is one of the most important resources we have. Our forests, we need to protect them. And that's what National Forest Week, which we have just come through, is all about. Rob Keane is the CEO of Forest Ontario, Forest Recovery Canada. Hi, Rob. Good afternoon, Kevin. How are you? I am well. Tell me all about the 50 Million Tree Program. Absolutely. The 50 Million Tree Program is a program of Forest Ontario. Uh, we use the, and have that program uh, specifically to create new forests on the landscape. And, and certainly the world has, has recognized the value of forests, as you just indicated, and certainly the value of creating new forests, all in addressing climate change and certainly reducing the loss of biodiversity as well. So we have a 50 million program. Uh, we It's a full-service program that we provide tree planting services uh, through our partners that are, I call them the boots on the ground, and those are conservation authorities, uh, stewardship groups, First Nations, municipalities, and consultants, all who are meeting with landowners that want to get trees planted. Uh, our partners come out, they assess the site, they determine what the best species are for the site, put together a site plan, order the trees, oversee the planting of the trees, and then monitor the trees to see how well they're doing. And all in uh, good communications with the landowner who graciously provide their lands to, uh, to have these trees planted for that societal benefit. I don't know if we really need to do this because I'm pretty sure everybody knows the importance of forests, but we're going to do it anyway. Tell me about the importance of our forests. Well, absolutely. You know, and, and as you said, I think most people understand how, how valuable our forests are. I mean, they uh, healthy forests uh, produce oxygen, sequester carbon dioxide. They provide great wildlife habitat and diversity of wildlife habitat. Uh, provide recreational opportunities, and not to forget about, you know, all the incredible wood products that we get out of uh, sustainably managed forests. And I think we all we all love wood. We all have wood furniture. We mostly uh, build houses with wood. So it's uh, it's an incredible resource that we have here in Ontario. And you know what? And I'm gonna I'm gonna point this out as well. Uh, there has been new research done that forests are an incredible way to better your mental health. Just simply being in a forest, some people call it forest bathing, but just simply being in a forest is is something we desperately need because we're going through a mental health crisis right now. And I'm just going to put that out there, that forests are one of the best places you can go to decompress. You know, absolutely. And I think, you know, as as you mentioned, with so many people dealing with mental health these days and and certainly with COVID, you know, COVID obviously was horrendous. But what, what came out through COVID was people's uh, absolute passion for getting outside and enjoying nature and then wanting to walk through forests and just getting, you know, just getting that calmness that you do get when you do walk through a forest and look at the trees and hopefully stay off any kind of cells or you know, phones or whatever while you're doing it because, uh, I think getting unconnected when you're in the forest is just so, so important. And we know what's happening with the rainforest in South America. What kind of battle do you face here in preserving our forests? Well, I think, you know, when we see all the, the pressures on our forests, in particular here in southern Ontario, you know, there's a lot of development going on, so we're losing forest cover because of that. 
Uh, we see a lot of agricultural lands and, and forests actually being cleared for agricultural lands, which, of course, we all we need to eat. So you got to have those lands, but but it's a challenge. It's a challenge for uh, for uh, getting and, and keeping that forested landscape here in, in predominantly in southern Ontario. And so, with our 50 million tree program, we offer significant sub- subsidies to our planting partners, who then do tree planting for landowners, and it's a much much reduced rate for the landowners. So it's a you know through that incentive. Uh, it's hopefully enough to get landowners, you know, very interested in getting trees planted and again for providing that societal benefit. And you got some great news we mentioned from uh, your friends at Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's Outdoor Fund. Tell me about that. Oh, wasn't that amazing? Yeah. Uh, this is an incredible contribution that they made uh, to Forest Ontario to support the 50 million tree program. It was $100,000. It's going to go a long ways to, to uh, getting allowing us to get trees in the ground, and you know it, it's just uh, we, it's just everybody has a, has a role to play with uh, you know ensuring we have those healthy forests for our future. Again, we've got landowners that might want to get trees planted on their property. We've got great you know corporate uh, support from folks like Cabela's and uh, and others. So there's certainly a role for everybody to play, and donations that helps as well. So everybody, you know, in corporations can help contribute uh, their funding to, to uh, grow more healthy forests on the landscape. And what role can our listeners play, and how can they get involved? Sorry, what, sorry. What, what, was that, what role can our listeners uh, play, and how can they get involved? Well, you know, I think it's, uh, it's uh, like I said, if, if your listeners wanted to make a donation uh, to Forest Ontario, that goes into our tree planting programs. Uh, if they happen to have land available and they're interested in, in getting trees planted on their property, then certainly get a hold of us and we can put you, the landowners, in contact with our local planting partners. And, you know, if, if either of those things don't uh, don't appeal, just recognizing and understanding how important our forests are and spreading the word of, of how important it is to maintain those healthy forests and, you know, take advantage and get out, enjoy the forest and uh, go for a walk in the forest, do some forest bathing. Perfect. All right, Rob, thanks so much for this. Appreciate it, and good luck. Thanks very much. All right, Rob Keen, CEO of Forests Ontario. Good to hear. This is the good news. Not only is Desjardins Insurance one of the largest companies in Canada, but it's a company with a large heart. They've decided to support the Kids Help Phone, and they've done it for over 30 years. And the other day, they announced a $1 million gift to the Kids Help Phone. To talk more about it, thrilled to be joined by Nancy Lee, the general manager of Desjardins Foundation. Nancy, how are you? Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. With so much that's gone on over the last couple of years with the youth and kids, uh, I would imagine the Kids Help Phone is more important now than ever. But uh, a $1 million donation is extremely generous. How did this all come about? Uh, well, we've been a partner, as you said, uh, of Kids Help Fund for many years now, and uh, we saw that, uh, as you said, the pandemic has a huge impact on youth, huh? from uh, virtual classrooms, uh, cancelled uh, sporting events or social social restrictions. Teenagers uh, not only lost their boundaries, but also the access that they had to significant adults uh, to help them face some challenges. So uh, that meant for Kids Help Fund a huge increase in the demand uh, for their services. I, uh, uh, some stats, uh, in 2021, Kids Help Phone had 4.6 million contacts with teenagers and young adults in distress. That's more than 
to uh, 11, uh, 12,000 times a day uh, that they were reached out by uh, by youth uh, in need of, uh, of assistance. So this is why uh, it was important for us to uh, support uh, their well-being uh, by uh, by partnering with Kids Help Phone and 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 bring our engagement to a new level. Well, my wife and I have teenage daughters, and I'm not surprised by those numbers, Nancy. It's been tough, especially in the girls and boys in the teens, and, and you nailed it. They, they, they didn't have a prom. They didn't have any socialization. They were just stuck in their room and their laptop for two years. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, uh, and uh, I mean, those uh, challenges are not uh, going to uh, end uh, because uh, because the, the pandemic is, is a bit behind us. Huh? Those, uh, those challenges uh, are still there. So we need to make sure that uh, uh, youth that, as you said, has paid a high price in society, uh, uh, not only through the pandemic, but also with the uh, inheritance of the challenges that we're facing today. Uh, uh, partnering with organizations such as Kids Help Phone, who work hard to ensure that youth and the adults who care about them have a place to feel safe, uh, supported, and heard is even more important today uh, now that we're facing uh, the, 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 the going back to normal life. Uh, as, as I said, those challenges are not the uh, and we still have to be there for you. I think your president and CEO, Guy Cormier, said it so well. Uh, it's all part of to help kids dream, to encourage them to be there when they need and to act and to invest in our youth. And, and investing in the youth, to me, is a, a smart investment for anyone. Yeah, I mean, as part of our uh, our values are more than a century old, uh, and as a cooperative financial institution, I think our approach uh, we approach our business in a bit of a different way. Our organization was created by members for the well-being of members, and also to support socio-economic development of the communities we serve. So, by giving all the tools that uh, that teenagers and young adults need to face the challenges in front of them, then we're we're building a stronger society and that's why we're, uh, we're we we've pledged uh, uh, over the, the the last few years and that part uh, our, uh, of our together for our youth program we increased last year our budget to support youth to nearly 80 million dollars that means that we invested in over than 3,000 projects uh, so through this program we support hundreds of thousands of young people all across Canada Speaking with Nancy Lee, the GM of the Desjardins Foundation, they just gifted the Kids Help Phone $1 million. You can get more details at kidshelpphone.ca. And uh, that's going to be so important, Nancy, for the future. And for, I mean, a lot of these youth that you're supporting one day may be top-ranking executives at Desjardins or politicians or whomever. You, you, we are laying the foundation by doing this and your help with the Kids Help Phone to make Canada a better country for the years to come. Yeah, hopefully. And if I have a wish today is that young people who are listening this morning know that Kids Help Home is there for them and that they feel that when they feel that there's no hope and that reaching out to Kids Help Home or to a significant significant adult is the first step to feeling better. So uh, uh, my wish uh, is for them to know that they can reach out and that there's people there to help them. Well, thankfully, with people like Desjardins and what you and your staff are doing, they do have help. Nancy, thank you so much for talking about this great gift and great initiative, and keep up the great work helping the youth. We will. Thanks so much. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Good to Hear will be right back on 105.9 The Region. Listen live at 1059theregion.com or 105.9 FM. This is 105.9 The Region with your stories, the good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is Good to Hear. I'm Shaliza Bacchus, and up next on Good to Hear, we've got some more local music and local talent to share with you. I'm joined by Vanessa Vicaria from the band Goodnight Sunrise. And Vanessa, it is back to school season. Fall is in the air, and you basically just wrote a song about that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those things where when you write the song, like we wrote the song two full years ago, and it was, it's really, it's called Time Sick. It's all about nostalgia and feeling nostalgic, you know, for a simpler time. And so many of the lyrics are evocative of times in high school. Like there's a line about literally flipping through the pages of your high school yearbook. And honestly, it we were sort of wondering when to release it. And it just came to us. We were like, oh my God, the most nostalgic time ever is fall. Pumpkin spice. <laughs> we were actually just chatting off the air about like how into the fall we are. Well, it's don't you feel like it makes you feel nostalgic? Like we're adults. We're not going back to school. Like I'm some of your listeners probably are, but it's like when that the leaves start to turn and there's that Christmas in the air, it always reminds you of like that time. Yes, I agree. And actually, you speaking of nostalgia, tell me about the artwork for this single first okay. of all. Truthfully, what happened is we were too broke to hire someone to do the artwork. And we were like, <laughs> we were like, okay, wait, maybe we could do something really cute with our old yearbook photos. So we found our old yearbook photos and we kind of create, put our yearbook photos on top of lined paper and we put all these stickers on. And this is like for the the real fans out there, all of the stickers are pieces of imagery from the previous singles from this upcoming album, which this song is on. I love that. That is so cool. I love how you're just paying homage. And and let me just say like the the entire album artwork itself, it looks very nostalgic. And then you're just tying like your own little personal things into it, which is exactly what a yearbook is about. So I'm totally. (laughs) I don't even see like now that you just said that I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even think we thought that at the time. But you're right. I love it. And uh, and you mentioned that you wrote this song two years ago. Now, let me just backtrack two years ago was a very different time and back to school looked very different two years ago. So how can you compare if you were to write that song now, do you think it would still sound the same? I think so. I think it was one of those things. I remember exactly where we were when we wrote it. We were on a drive because you couldn't go anywhere. I think we had driven to like a park or something and we were talking about this feeling of being, I was like, oh, I feel like time sick or something. And David was like, what? And I was like, I don't know. Like it's like homesick, but for another time, like a time that's not, you know, when we could be with our friends, when we were doing all these social things. And then we started just writing the lyrics. And I think it just was so fitting. Like, I think to your point, if we were to release it like last year, it would have been weird because when I think of back to school and flipping through the pages of the yearbook, I picture kids like walking to school with knapsacks and papers coming out of their bags and like your lunch bag and all of those things that are physical, like they don't happen when you're learning online. So I think it was just super symbolic and it all came together how releasing it like on the first day of school this year felt like, I don't know, like a full circle moment. Yeah. And I, that's definitely how it feels like it's it's definitely 2019 vibes in the air headed back to school. Yes. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, Vanessa, tell me a little bit about the band. Give me a little bit of backstory of the band, how it was formed, how long you guys have been together and all that fun stuff. Well, we have been a band for 11 years and they say after the 10 year mark is when you get really famous. So good thing we're chatting now before I win, you know, a Grammy. Uh, um, you better remember us when course. that does happen. Okay. I will. I will. We formed 11 years ago and it's been a crazy, crazy journey. I mean, being in a band, being in an indie band is so wild. You've had so many highs, so many lows. We opened for Bon Jovi in 2018 at the Scotiabank Arena, which was so crazy. And then like two months later, we were on tour playing in front of five people in Halifax. So, you know, it's just such a roller coaster. And in that time, um, David and I, we founded the band. So we've been through a, a wide range of players. We're a five piece, like we're a five piece loud rock band, but we are the founders of the band. And over that 11 years, we fell in love, we dated, we broke up. We're now basic, I know, right? So juicy. <laughs> and now it's like four years after we broke up and we're still, we're still at it. Somebody needs to make a reality show about that. Agree. <laughs> okay. So you've been on a roller coaster to say the least. And yeah. uh, you guys were just out on tour across Ontario. How was that touring with your bandmates and with your ex? <laughs> Well, I mean, that's like so far in the past. So yes, it was the best. Um, after honestly, our first show post pandemic was in April at the Elma combo. And it was so crazy. Like I've never been so nervous for a show. You're like, Oh my God, do I know how to do this? I haven't stayed out past 9pm in three years. It was the best. And it's just, you know, it's like riding a bike. So touring across Ontario, it was our best tour we've ever had. We played so many amazing festivals and made so many amazing fans. And, you know, all of these singles were finally releasing off of this album album that you know is coming out in October but we started working on in 2020 um we've been releasing singles all year and just you know like you guys the region have been supporting us so much we've gotten a lot of support a lot of playlists and this really feels like a really special time and that's the perfect way to put it it really is a special time we're so happy for you guys so proud of all your successes Aww. and we we can't wait to hear more music from you and speaking of which do you have any more projects on the go so our album comes out October 7th. So that's very soon. I'm not saying anything and I'm like winking in my brain, but there might be a little holiday surprise up our sleeve. <gasps> uh, yes. <laughs> that's all I will. I mean, you think I like pumpkin spice. Wait till you hear how I feel about Christmas. Oh, okay. So that basically is a conversation for another day. We're going to need to uh, yeah. regroup. We're going to need yeah. to regroup in a couple months. <laughs> Sounds good. Vanessa Vicaria from the band Good Night Sunrise. Thank you so much for joining me. This has definitely been good to hear. Good to hear. This is the good news. I'm Kevin Frankish, and this is good to hear. Actually, it's good to eat as well. The Smile Cookie is back. It's uh, been at Tim Hortons for a few years now, and every year they raise millions of dollars for local charities across the country. Here in York Region, the charities that will benefit from the Smile Cookie program will be the Food Bank of York Region and Markham Stouffville Hospital. Alex Lada from the Food Bank of York Region joins me now about the importance of this partnership. Hi, how are you, Kevin? I am fine. It's ironic uh, that, uh, you know, buying food is uh, going to buy food for someone else as well. Yeah, what a great uh, program that Tim's came up with. It's a fantastic program, and every year they raise millions and millions of dollars, and uh, they they support different local charities uh, across the country. And here in York Region, uh, one of the main charities being supported is the, the Food Bank Give me your reaction to that and, and tell me what you can do with uh, the money that uh, that comes your way. Uh, 
um, well, we're, our board and staff and myself were absolutely elated that we were chosen as a recipient this year. And uh, the money will go a long way. We're looking to, uh, we've expanded, we've included schools in, in our programs now. So we're, we would be looking to expand that because there's so many schools in York Region. We're only reaching about four of them right now. We could expand our, uh, our housing co-op program and uh yeah just uh, in just those two programs would uh, truly benefit from uh, the Smile Cookie campaign. You know, it's wonderful for anybody who wants to donate food to the food bank, but there's a huge difference if instead of donating food, you donate cash, because you can do a lot more with $1 than, say, I can at the grocery store. Well, yeah, because we travel to a lot of retailers within York Region and pick up their surplus product, and that uh, the, the cash goes to help pay for the drivers and the fuel and you know the cost of fuel now but yeah we can deliver for a dollar we can deliver three meals so we're doing uh, really well in that regard i think that's just amazing you you can buy one cookie you can enjoy the cookie but knowing that you're providing meals for three different families thanks alex thanks kevin be well alex Bellata from the food bank of york region And you can pick up your smile cookie at any Tim Hortons in York region today and tomorrow. Send us your good news stories at info at 1059theregion.com. This is good to hear.